the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is the question that most people are talking about today. Not so much the question, but the answer from President Joe Biden last night at his town hall in Cincinnati. Up to the microphone, steps Cincinnati restaurateur John Lonnie. How do you and the Biden administration plan to incentivize those that haven't returned to work yet? Hiring is our top priority right now. Well, two things. One, if you notice, we kept you open. We spent billions of dollars to make sure restaurants could stay open. And, uh, and uh, a lot of people who now, who worked as waiters and waitresses, uh, decided that they don't want to do that anymore because there's other opportunities at higher wages because there's a lot of openings now in jobs. And people are beginning to move. And so I think your business and the tourist business is really going to be in a, in a bind for a little while. Not a lot of encouragement in that answer. Blunt, definitely. The minute I heard it, I thought, wow, i got to get a hold of John Barker, the president and CEO of the Ohio Restaurant Association. John, kind enough to join us today. John, from the president's answer, I guess the number one thing that comes to mind is, do you feel like he really understands the issues facing the restaurant industry in Ohio and across the nation? Yeah, Bruce, I think a lot of elected officials um, really don't, and it's uh, because a lot of elected officials have been in politics most of their lives, and, you know, they they're very um, focused on a number of different issues. There's no depth, you know what I mean? And so, for example, making a profit and loss statement as an operator of a very small business is a tough job, mm-hmm. right? And so when, when John Lonnie was on uh, the town hall last night and was talking as an operator how difficult the environment is, right, he was nonpartisan. He was just saying, hey, we need help. Yeah, We need help right now. Yeah. I mean, business is still tough. Uh, it's always been tough, but, you know, these are operators that lost a ton of money in the last 15 months. And uh, even though the restaurants are a little bit busier right now, okay, they're still sitting on a ton of debt and bills that are due from back in 2020. Sure. That's that's the truth. Uh, so that's not partisan. That's not politics. That's just, that's just reality. Well, and let's, before we dig into some of the little specifics of his answer, let's do a survey of, Ohio restaurant industry, John, and in your role with the Ohio Restaurant Association, you would certainly have uh, the information on how many restaurants did not come back and, uh, you know, how many of your restaurants are struggling with those problems that Mr. Lonnie outlined last night and that it seems to me every restaurant I go into has a help wanted sign out. Every single one of them. And, you know, we talk to all of our operators regularly. It's what, you know, trade associations do. We try to help them in them. So we've lost uh, well over 10% of all restaurants in the state of Ohio. Um, they closed. And mm-hmm. so what's happening now, some people are trying to step in and maybe reopen these locations or put a different concept in. 
Um, and but they didn't face the losses in 2020. These are different entrepreneurs, sure. different backing. But you know, it's just been a travesty. You know, you think about industries that got hit the hardest: hotels, restaurants, food trucks, right? Anybody in food service, um, entertainment outlets, right? That, that do music and things like that. I mean, we've just basically obliterated these entire sectors of the hospitality industry, and they're still not. Go stay at a hotel right now. I'm actually, you know, at a hotel at a conference right now. They hardly have any staff. Yeah. They can't even open their restaurant in the hotel to get food service in for the conference. It's being catered in by an entirely another company. That's every state, every locale, every locality, whether it's Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Toledo, it doesn't matter, right? That's reality. And so when John Lonnie was making his statement last night to the president, he said, we need your help. Yes. We didn't cause this. The pandemic and elected officials caused this, right? This was not because we're bad business people. John Barker is our guest. He is the president and CEO of the Ohio Restaurant Association. Uh, The president last night started off saying, we spent billions to keep you open. I always like to start with the basics. Is that accurate? It's um, somewhat accurate. And when he said we, elected officials, that it started all the way back in the Trump administration. So PPE... Mm -hmm. You know, when the government started helping with, you know, uh, getting masks and all this kind of stuff, that happened way back in the previous administration. And then PPP, which is the Paycheck Protection Program, also started, you know, before the current administration. So, you know, to say elected officials helped, yes, they did. We got a lot of help also from the governor here in the state of Ohio, right? Different programs and things like that. Keeping them open, not true, because the facts are we lost over 3,000 just in this state. Mm -hmm. If you go to states like California, Michigan, Massachusetts, that were locked down even worse than we were, the numbers are higher in terms of the closures and business failures. So, John, the president's explanation for why there are so many openings in the restaurant industry, and even we could, I think, extrapolate this. Let's just keep it on the restaurant industry, but it's service industry-wide. It's really uh, all across every sector right now. There are openings. He says it's because, well, there are a lot of openings, a lot of competition. People are going for higher-paying jobs. It was said pretty clearly to me, restaurants don't pay enough or that uh, other people are paying more. Tell me what you think of that answer. You know, it's, it's, there's some truth to that. You know, the restaurant industry starts a lot of entry-level folks because it's a place, you know, you come out of high school or maybe you're a college student, right? That's where you get your first job. So because you have zero skills, you tend to get paid a little less money. If you stay in the industry, that's not true. You have an opportunity. There's very few industries that I can think you can come into and go up the ladder as quick as as the restaurant hospitality industry, because you do not have to have four-year degrees. You don't have to, you know, have some kind of Ivy League education. (laughs) Most of our most successful operators have come in at the lowest level and moved their way up all the way to their pursuing their dream, or they open up their own restaurant or become a franchisee. We all have friends who've done that, right? Mm -hmm. We know that. When the president said that, it was just it was just a little disrespectful, right? So, like, it's the second largest industry that's not the government. You know, our elected officials should be providing hope and solutions. That's what we pay them for. That's why we elect them, right? Come with solutions, not criticize an entire group. It's just in Ohio, and John, John was, you know, you could tell he was crushed with that answer, right? Yeah. We employed 585,000 people. We should be talking about how do we lift up this industry that creates all these opportunities as opposed to criticizing it. Well, I know the extended unemployment benefits have ceased in Ohio. That, I believe, was a big factor in a lot of people not coming back to work. What other factors are at play 
in the difficulty of getting people to come to work? Did they just get out of the habit, yeah. or are they demoralized, or, or what is it in your estimation? Yeah. Let's talk about the unemployment just for a minute. We advocated for the unemployment back when everybody got furloughed, right? So we were appreciative and thankful for that because that helped people literally survive in the depths of the pandemic. We don't need it anymore, okay, with, with a few exceptions where you have situations and those should all be dealt with, the, you know, the right way in terms of supporting families and things like that. We have big hearts in this industry. But now if you want a job, you can walk down any street, walk in the door, mm-hmm. they'll hire you on the spot. So um, there's a lot of people who are reticent to go back out into the workforce because, A, they don't need to. They're getting enough benefits that, that you know, they just don't need to go back to work. <clears throat> there are still some legitimate concerns about COVID. And, and we all have friends who have, um, you know, high risk, whether it's an older person or a child or somebody with autoimmune. And so that's a little bit of it. Child care has been decimated uh, because that industry used to be kind of big and growing, and, and a lot of those places just closed forever. And so there aren't, there aren't as many places for parents to, you know, if they go back to work, they have to do something with their kids, their young kids. So we need the government to help kind of restoke that industry so that there are those places, you know, if they don't have family, friends, or neighbors, or things like that. All that's part of it. And again, that's why we pay our elected officials. Focus on things that really matter you know what I mean, to the uh, to the American public and those of us here in Ohio. If we worked on all those together, nonpartisan, we would be solving this a lot faster. John Barker is our guest. He's the president and CEO of the Ohio Restaurant Association. Let's talk perfect world from your perspective. What would you like to see happen from a leadership perspective, either nationally or in Ohio, from Governor DeWine and his people, what does your industry really need that the government can accomplish that's a realistic thing for them to do to help your industry? So let's start with prayer. Yep. <laughs> let's get a couple of those going, right? Um, but after that, I think uh, at the federal level, <clears throat> you know, having our elected officials, both, you know, the, the White House and in Congress, you know, focus on supporting the industries that got decimated. Again, no fault of their own. So there's a restaurant revitalization fund that was put in place. Um, you know, that was put in place. Uh, there were three times as many applications for people who qualified for the money than there were money. Right? Mm. <clears throat> so we've asked Congress to go back and refund that uh, so that people who have shown, you know, it's all scalable. If you're a little business, you might, you know, you might get $10,000. If you're a big business, you might get a million. <clears throat> it's all scalable, but that's because you lost all that money last year. Again, no fault of your own. So we're asking Senator Brown uh, and Senator Portman and our members of the House to support and co-sponsor this bill uh, for the hospitality industry, and it's a reasonable it's a reasonable request because this is the industry got hit, hit the hardest. That's at the federal level. Uh, also at the federal level, I think programs again to get people back to work, as opposed to here's more unemployment or here's more childcare dollars, things like that. How about an incentive? Let's pay people to go back to work. Let's put a return to work incentive. That that is an entirely different thinking. Right. right. Let's get America back. Because right now we're we have supply chain issues in every industry, and workforce industry in, in every industry, aerospace, airlines, manufacturing, retail. Everybody's short of people right now. Yeah, this is a national crisis. At the state level, the governor is actually working very closely with us and the hospitality industry. They put together a new grant program that the folks are applying for, and so that'll be more you know state funding um, and other types of things that the uh, the, the state can do because they have funds from you may recall that american rescue plan that was this is a while ago now yeah 
there's still a lot of money kicking around in that. States have it available. So we've asked them, hey, how about incentives to get people to return to our downtowns? You know, get workers back to work, you know, kind of prop up some of the businesses. Drive around Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I've done that in all of our cities. Look at the storefronts. They're all empty. We've got to figure out a way to revitalize our cities. We've got to have strong cities in the state of Ohio. How much of that is related to, in your mind, the crime spike that we see all across the country? It's definitely an issue. There's no question about it. Um, and all you got to do is take a look at the numbers. So we get the aggregated numbers. And, uh, you know, our operators who have restaurants downtown as well as suburbs and out in the more rural areas, um, they see the differences, right? Both in getting available workers as well as sales. And um, the stronger sales are in the suburbs and out in the rural areas where there isn't this crime issue. Um, so, you know, the, the crime spike is affecting all major cities. I hear that. In fact, I'm with the CEOs of the other 50 states who run restaurant associations, and everybody's telling me the exact same thing. Mm. Our downtowns have been hollowed out, you know, by the pandemic. And on top of it, you know, the crime spree and, and the demonstrations have been violent. And so a lot of people are like, why do I want to go back downtown? Why would I want to do that? It does seem like there is an awful lot of uh, concentric circles here, where part of your problem is part of another problem is part of another problem. We really need leadership. And I don't feel the president showed it last night on that particular answer, at least. And um, I know your industry is suffering. I know you're doing everything you can to help it along. Uh, What would you tell people besides take your husband or wife out to eat and be kind to your servers? What else would you tell them as you uh, wrap up your comments today? Yeah, Bruce, those are two important issues, though, right? Let's just be a little more civil, be kind, and go into a restaurant, you know, take take a deep breath. It's going to take a little longer. The people who are working in there shouldn't get your wrath, right? They're the ones that are working hard. Those are the people you should support. Great point. So that's one thing. You know, go out a little bit more, you know, if you're, you know, you have a chance to go out three times a week instead of twice, you know, this, this stuff, that'll help the economy, and you don't have to cook that night, things like that. And then the Ohio Restaurant Association is actually going to take the lead in our big cities. And we're actually going to try to, uh, so for example, I'm working with some of our business leaders uh, in, for example, Columbus, doing the same thing in Cleveland, Cincinnati, to talk about what do we do, what are the steps, what are the apps, what's the strategy, the big tactics to try to get people to come back downtown. And not just for the sporting events, because that's, that's a blip, right? Sure. We're talking about you know, how do we get these offices to reopen in our downtowns? How do we get people to reopen their retail locations? How do we get some new, you know, new restaurants to pop up uh, downtown so that we get that flow? The more people that are downtown, probably the more safe everybody's going to feel, right? Because you go downtown right now, it looks weird. Yeah. There's anybody down there. Yeah. Um, you know, other we have the state capital here, so the capital's a little bit busier. But you know, you go to some of our other great cities, and it's just odd. I just was in Cleveland last week, and I couldn't believe it. Mm. Um, not that many people downtown. Did not look like 2019 at all. So, you know, we're actually going to kind of try to lead this in our in our big cities, and you'll hear a little bit more about this hopefully in the next month. Well, whatever we can do to help you get the word out, we're glad to do it. We appreciate the work that you're doing, and uh, wish you well. And thank you for your time today. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it. Five fifty three, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Well, my heart goes out to the restaurant tours in the state of Ohio. Uh, just to recap some of those numbers from our interview with uh, John Barker: three thousand, three thousand restaurants 
in the state of Ohio closed. So we got 3,000 that closed. We've got 88 counties. If 10 in every county closed, that's 880 restaurants. If 30 in every county closed, that's like 2,500 restaurants. You get the picture now? I mean, obviously, counties like Franklin County, Hamilton County, Cuyahoga County, Summit County, they have more. Let's do the math on that. That's incredible. How many people are out of work because of that? How many businesses are impacted by that? That's one less sale for the people who provide uniforms, mops, uh, cleaning supplies. There are businesses that exist. Aramark is a big business in central Ohio. That's what they do. They service the restaurant industry and other businesses too, but restaurant industry is a big part of it. 3,000 restaurants go out of business. Trucking companies, delivery drivers, food supply companies. I, I, I mean, wow. And uh, Jen Psaki, the uh, presidential uh, truth optional spokesman, uh, was asked today at the White House to cover her boss's bumbling tracks last night on his answer to John Lonnie, the Cincinnati restaurateur. Jen, last night at the CNN town hall, the president was asked by a restaurateur about the worker shortage that the Commerce Secretary just called acute. She described it as a skills gap, uh, but the, the restaurateur said that he had, right now, job openings that he can't fill, and he asked the president if there's anything that his administration can do to help him and his business. The president seemed to struggle with an answer. Is there anything that his administration can do to help that restaurateur or people who are similarly situated with this acute worker shortage? Well, first, I, w- I would say that we have already implemented and the money has gone out the door, goes, continues to go out the door for our restaurant restabilization program, uh, something that was a part of the American Rescue Plan and helped many, many hundreds of uh, restaurants across the country stay open, reopen. And that was assistance that came from the American Rescue Plan uh, that the president signed into law. Um, I think what the president was noting is that uh, at this point in time, it's also a workers' market, and uh, in some places, uh, it may be that you have to pay more wages. And or- okay, I can't, I can't listen anymore to that because there's so much in there. It's a workers' market. Thanks, comrade. Does that sound communist to you? It sounds communist to me. Okay, so a couple of things. First of all. Don't you love how the media member veritably apologizes by saying, you know, the, the president, he seemed to struggle. No, he didn't seem to struggle. He botched it. He botched it. The guy asked him, how do I get more people to come to work? Well, I pay more. Well, sorry, you're in for a tough time. Wow. Thanks, Mr. Empathy, Mr. Understanding, Mr. Leader. And notice, Saki doesn't even try to dispute that he struggled for an answer. She doesn't say, oh, no, I think the president gave a great answer. No, she's just like, eh, eh, okay, yeah, I guess that's a pretty charitable description of everything. I'll just let that ride. Flashback to Biden's answer. What was the first thing he did? The first thing a bad leader does. Oh, well, you're not going to give me any credit for keeping you open? You know, we spent billions to keep you open. Like, did that come out of the Biden family trust? Is Hunter selling paintings for a half a million dollars a pop so restaurants can stay open? No. 
That was a Trump program. And by the way, that money comes from the American taxpayer. You don't create any money, Joe. Don't plead tax money provided bailouts from the government as if you're some kind of, you know, benefactor. You're not Bill Gates or Warren Buffett giving half your wealth to keep restaurants open. That's our money. That's just maddening how they talk about that money. Like, ah, it's just magic money. No, it's the American taxpayer's money. And Jen Psaki, oh, you know, I was a we many, many hundreds of restaurants we help. We got 3,000 that closed in Ohio. How many do you think closed in California or New York or Florida or Michigan or Illinois or Pennsylvania? Many, many hundreds. Woo, don't work yourself out, Jen Psaki. The lack of understanding and empathy in this administration is appalling. Appalling. Thankfully, there is somebody who understands small business. It is my friends at auiinfo.com. They'll help your business stay in business. They offer counseling on providing benefits for your employees and HR counseling, and it's all free. They're not spending taxpayer money to help you. They're just helping you because they're paid by the companies that you select from the options they present to you. auiinfo.com has an easy chat feature to engage with on its website at auiinfo.com. So if you'd like to wonder, no longer wonder, rather, about am I getting good value for the money I'm spending on benefits, you can find that answer from Chrissy and the AUI team. They're a small business themselves, so they understand small business, 17 employees. They can help you. How small can you be? How about two employees? How big can you be? You can be as big as you want, but they handle businesses right in their wheelhouse up to 50 employees. So they're really good at what they do. They do care. They do understand the challenges of small business, unlike our president and his helpers. AUINFO.com. AUINFO.com. All right, more on the Columbus City Schools going masking up.